Welcome to Things That Will Help with Buffy Barfoot. This podcast explores what it's like to be human and how to find tools to feel clear, grounded, and happier. The weekly theme will be simple as well as rich and something you can apply to your real life. The human stories ahead do not negate the hard or the dark, but rather point to the lighthouses along the way. This is Buffy. Don't sit around and wait for your work to catch fire. It begins and continues with deep self-belief, and nobody is going to want it enough for you. You can be doing all the right action items. You could be checking all the boxes that position you for whatever it is that you're going after. But if you don't believe that it belongs to you, and you don't have swagger around that, then it will not belong to you. Or at least it will not belong to you in the same capacity that it would with that swagger. Because if you don't believe it, then why should other people, if you don't believe it, then why should you be taken seriously even by the energies of the universe? All of you listening, no matter how old you are, and no matter what season of life you're in, you're likely in the middle of at least one birth, at least one death, and some significant messy middle stuff. And the birth could be the birth of a project. It could be the birth of a vision that you've been sitting on for a hundred years. It could be the birth of a new career or the birth of a friendship, or a new beloved, or even the literal birth of a baby. And we're also usually in the presence of a death at the same time. You could be grieving the actual death of somebody that you love, or the death of an inferior belief system, or the death of a long-time friendship that was sitting in misunderstanding or even the death of your own self-doubt, which is such a, a liberating kind of death. And your messy middles, that's everything else, fall somewhere in the arc of creation all the way to destruction. And everything has its cycle, its specific place in the arc. And when we become witness to that arc, I think, is when we can start to see the order and the logic and the cycle somehow. What I think happens to most of us is that we get lost in the logistics of our to-do list. We get lost in the action items. And we, we tend to forget that deep, deep self-belief is, is, um, is going to eventually be or always be the bedrock of our success. And there's an inside part to that, and there's an outside part to that. And both of those parts, I think, revolve around language and actual feelings. And so let me break that apart for you a little bit more. How you speak to yourself about what you are building is so crucial to the building structure and to how sturdy and beautiful and lasting it is. The things that you say to yourself and the things that you say to other people 
about your work and your offerings and what you're up to. They matter. The language you use either perpetuates the life force of what you were doing or it diminishes it. And I will say I'm I'm learning this really profoundly right now. It's similar for the way that we feel. If we feel doubtful and small and unworthy and irrelevant, then our work will begin to take on tones like that. It will, it, it will start to disappear instead of, of grow. And so I think we, we have to work on the feelings also, not just the concrete language. So if inside there's a landscape of doubt and smallness and dampened hope, a feeling and or some language of this is never going to happen or this will probably never happen, then you are starting your birth project in deficit. You are underneath the levee line and the energies and life that live inside of the work is having to work against your own inertia to remain positive and hopeful. I met this woman the other day. Um, She's been my friend for a long time and I met up with her and had coffee and she has this idea to, to start a business that revolves around these these portable small organizational bags to store things for your kids like sunscreen and masks and socks and lunch boxes and, and other things like that. And the idea is that you would stock them and leave them in different places like your car and your entryway and your mudroom and other places in your living space. And she has a bunch of kids and she's, she's really passionate about organization and about streamlining and how to make things easier so that you can spend more time, more actual quality time with your kids instead of running around and um, chasing down their stuff. And, and to tell you the truth, at the start of the conversation, I could, could not have been less interested in what she was excited about because um, not surprisingly, I'm, I'm short on solo time and, and she caught me at kind of a, a precious writing pocket that I had carved out for myself. But because she's my friend, I wanted to hold space for her and, and I listened. And it was not long after she was talking before I was able to see the sturdiness and the depth in her self-belief and I realized as we were sitting there that she could sell me just about anything because of her pure passion and her articulated vision. And, and the last thing that I want or need in my house is another bag. So that was a, a special hurdle to climb for her. <laughs> but but I, I got it by the end. And the imprint that she, she left on me lasted for days because... Um, I was able to look at her self-belief and put that idea to work on my own birth cycle right now. I'm working on something that's really exciting, a new project that's not yet fully formed. And I do believe in it, but my friend and her bags, she really made me think about and prioritize 
my self-belief language around what I'm doing and, and how to develop more conscious swagger, not just in my language, but in the way that I feel about it. And I've definitely started to take out the language of I don't know. And I took a, a metaphorical broom and I swept all of the apologies and all of the, the prefaces out the door so that the language around and the, the feelings around my new project feel really clean and directed and they feel... Um, Like they have a lot of life force, a lot of prana. If you are thinking in ways like this, like, I'm not sure anything will come of this, or who knows what this will be. Um, I'm sorry, do you have time for me to tell you about it? Like if there's an apology already up front, that thing that we do about ourselves, downplaying ourselves, about not wanting to take up any space with our ideas. You know that thing that we all do, or that I do, certainly, and I'm sure many of you do. I'm taking all those things, and I'm bagging them up, and I'm, I'm really throwing them away, so that the shining, sturdy, in, in progress structure that is left I am training myself to prepare for it to be gorgeous and useful and something people will love and be interested in because I I believe in its value. So that's all this inner work we have to do before we have that success story. God, we, we have to believe in our own value. A few weeks ago, Alex Ammons, my producer for Things That Will Help podcast, y'all have heard me talk about her um, many times. She's amazing. Her and I went um, on a little Things That Will Help retreat weekend, and it was just glorious. It was so needed, and we had not seen each other in person since all this podcast creation has begun well over a year ago, and so... We soaked in hot water and we talked and we relaxed and we just kind of flowed with this creative conversation in a way that um, that allowed things to bubble up and take us different places. And we both talked a lot and we both listened a lot. And we were talking about ways we could grow this podcast and expand listenership and we waded our way through content ideas and marketing strategies and ways to keep the work alive and passionate for us and for you guys, for the listeners. And then social media came up because inevitably social media is a big part of how things catch fire nowadays and, and how people find and get excited about the things that they love. Not always, of course, but it's, it's one major way. And I could hardly even open the box. My whole body tightened. And I said something like, I hate social media. I really do not like spending my creative time there, but I know it's a good place for people to find out about the podcast. And so I do my obligatory Wednesday weekly post, and then I try to jump off as fast as I can and get back into real life. And Alex just kind of stared at me 
And she was like, no wonder you only have just a few likes on your post and we're not generating much lifeblood there. And what I was able to identify after some discussion is that what I don't like about social media is that it feels sometimes like a sales pitch. And I don't like that. I don't like pushing things on people, even if it's something that I value and I believe in. And then Alex said something else. She was like, what if you thought of, instead of it being promotional, what if you thought of it as a gift? What if you stopped thinking about social media as a way to promote your work, but thought something like, I really can't wait to share this special episode with people because I believe it's going to help them. And then let that actual feeling, that cellular feeling, when you're creating that post, be about helping people instead of selling something or promoting something. It's so, so simple. And a profound change of perspective. And that, I think changes the DNA of my offerings because it then comes from a place that I believe in rather than an obligatory place and a place of marketing. And since we had that discussion, there's a lightness for me around that sharing and it doesn't feel heavy or like I'm supposed to. It feels like we really hit on something. We have to feel this. We have to feel and experience something cellularly in order, I think, to give it lifeblood, to, to give it confidence. And that perspective can actually make, make something that you're doing bigger. And I believe that there's a transmission that happens when other people receive that from you. So go back to my mama friend with her bags. She wasn't thinking about selling that to me. She wasn't even considering that, her idea, or the bags themselves. But instead, I now see that she was bursting at the seams to tell me because she believed that it would help me and that it would ease my life somehow and that it would add sweetness because she was so entirely lit up by it. So maybe that's where we look to find our swagger to ask yourself, what is so enticing about your offering that will be useful or add beauty or light up the planet in some very particular way that could only come from you? What is that? What does really turn you on? Do that. And, and, then, and then tell us about it. Tell me about it. Please tell me what is lighting you up so much that you can't wait to bring it to fruition. I think we have to remember as creators that this belief, language, and feeling comes before anything else, and then it also continues, and your work needs to be regularly soaking in that. Don't let it dry up. Don't let it, don't, don't let it get brittle and dry up, because if all you're doing is checking off things in this like weekly spreadsheet and there's no there's no swagger to it there's no rush of blood to it 
it's not going to catch fire out in the world because it hasn't even caught you on fire yet. And I I said this at the start, but I'm going to say it again because I just so love this. Now this is written on top of my altar. Don't sit around and wait for your work to catch fire. It begins and it continues with deep self-belief. No one is going to want it enough for you. And I think the last thing is really important. People in your life, even the ones that love you very, very much, you have to remember that they are also birthing things and they're burying things and they have messy middles too. So they are only reserving even the the best of your people. They're only reserving a very small portion of time thinking about the birth of your thing. And this is not personal. I mean, they really love you and they like what you're up to in the world. But even your best people, they only have so much bandwidth to spend on your project. And while they might be championing you, it's not enough juice to keep it going. The, the majority, the bigness of the belief has to come from you. And I think we have to remember that theirs, so affirmation that you get from the outside, is just supplemental. It's helpful and it's inspiring and it's good to get people on board with what you're doing. But they're never going to want it enough for you to keep it alive. And that doesn't have anything to do with how good and valuable your offering is. It only has to do with their time and creative bandwidth to be your champion. So that's not your litmus test. Your deep self-belief in yourself is. And so you have to clean your house. You have to clean your house of self-belief. And you have to stop apologizing and hiding and playing small and underselling and downplaying and all of those self-sabotage things that we do, maybe without even realizing it. And go get yourself some swagger, a big, a big robust dose of it. And here's something else that I've been thinking about lately. There are people out there, lots of people, doing wildly successful things that are way less talented than you because they are leading with deep self-belief, swagger, and confidence. So let that land for a minute. Way less talent than you. All the things that you have been practicing in your life up until this point have been leading up to this. I would also say, go back to the episode on finding your why, where I talked about Tunde Oyene and her call to action. That episode, I think, will help you clarify your mission statement and find your why, what's underneath what you're doing, which I think is a really key ingredient in keeping your house of self-belief clean, is finding that why. 
I recently had a podcast patron send me a note and she said that over the last year or so that she would take walks in her neighborhood every day. And every now and then she would, she would pick up something in the alley that somebody had discarded. And she realized that she had this talent for making somebody's trash something beautiful again. And in particular, she would find old antique window panes and she would refinish them. And it's something that she loves to do. And she is seeing something really come alive, I think, both in herself and in the items. And she's going to start selling these transformations and she's going to call her business Conscious Clutter. And in her note, I could feel the prana in the lifeblood in what she was saying. I could feel her self-belief and I could feel the beauty in it. And I thought, yep, this is going to blow up. There's nothing stagnant about that. And everything points to success for her, primarily because of how clean her belief house is. And so that's what I want for us is to shine so brightly in what we have to bring that there's nothing stopping us or, or certainly we are not stopping us. And we are moving the blockages out daily with every deep breath and every moment of self-recognition. So all of you creators out there who are in the middle of, of a birth, don't let yourself doubt, cover your body and your eyes. I'm going to leave you today with um, one of my favorite quotes of all time. This is Howard Thurman. He said, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and go do that because the world needs what the world needs is people who have come alive. Thanks everybody. Thanks so much for listening to things that will help podcast. Um, If you do like the podcast, please share it, subscribe, leave a review, uh, leave a rating. All of that really helps me and pushes me along in this journey. Um, And write to me if you have anything you want me to talk about. I'm always open to suggestions and just appreciate so much hearing your stories and hearing your personal, uh, personal takes on this. I love hearing from you. If you would like to become a patron of this podcast, you can do so by looking at the show notes and there's a link to how to do that. And that's a really special group to be a part of. Um, So thank you so much to all of my patrons. And I hope that you each have a beautiful day. Take good care. Mm -hmm.